Hi and welcome to Social Work Sorted, the podcast. I'm Vicky Shevlin and I host this podcast as well as running Social Work Sorted, which is an online platform for newly qualified social workers. I provide training for newly qualified social workers and some students and consultancy to organisations. This podcast is a resource that I produce for newly qualified social workers based on my experience as a social worker in child protection conference chair informed by my practice in child protection social work as well as my interpretation of theory and research. It is one of many resources out there for newly qualified social workers and I'm so happy that you are joining me for this episode today. This podcast is a recording of an Instagram live that I did a couple of weeks ago and if you would rather watch this as a video then the link is in the bio. You can also access the transcript by you can also access the transcript via Buzzsprout. So I am going to be talking about home visits, five steps that you can take when you are planning a home visit. Hopefully if you're joining live you can just unwind and listen to this in the background. I'm also hopefully if everything works going to be recording this as a podcast as well because I know some of you find it helpful to have things as a podcast and just a hi if uh, she joins or if she watches on catch up to Stacey who is a Baswa student ambassador because I met her yesterday in, in another virtual meeting and she was like oh I know I know your voice I listened to your podcast in the car and it was lovely to hear so yeah always appreciate when you listen and let me know that you've listened as well so I'm talking about home visits because we do them every day as social workers they are a huge part of statutory and voluntary work that we do. If you are a newly qualified social worker in children's services, you will be undertaking home visits under either section 17 or section 47 of the Children Act. And my summer series of masterclasses is starting in June. And the first masterclass is all about home visits. And you'll leave the masterclass once you've attended, feeling a lot more confident and competent in terms of your actions and observations and recordings in and around home visits. So I am gonna start with two, I guess, disclaimers or two things that I think are really important to talk about when we're thinking around home visits. The first of those things is that as a new social worker, if you are feeling scared, overwhelmed, anxious, nervous, frightened, when you think about doing a home visit or before a home visit or literally before you are knocking on somebody's door, those feelings are entirely normal. And I don't think we should ever minimise what a big undertaking it is when you are completing a home visit as a social worker. You are stepping into somebody's home, their world, their life, their history, and you are doing that often as a stranger. You are doing that as someone who might not necessarily have been invited. You might be doing that if you're doing it in a statutory position where there is some animosity and some conflict and some challenge. And that is huge. And I'm talking about that before I'm going into anything else about home visits because I don't want you as a new social worker to minimise the feelings that you have around that. Because if we minimise the feelings we have around that, we minimise what a big deal a home visit is in the first place. And if you're knocking on somebody's door feeling 
really stupid about the way you feel, thinking, oh, nobody else feels this way. I'm the only person in the office who seems to be nervous or anxious about this. You're going to go into that with that nervous and anxious energy rather than actually just accepting, okay, I am feeling scared. I am feeling anxious. I am feeling nervous and overwhelmed, but that's okay because I'm about to do something which is really overwhelming. And that will change the way that you then enter into that home visit and the way that you practice. The second thing that is really important to mention is that I am talking from a position of supporting and creating resources for newly qualified social workers and I'm speaking from my experience of being a social worker and those feelings of fear and anxiety and overwhelm are undoubtedly experienced by people on the other side of the door tenfold and so when I'm talking about those feelings for new social workers I am in no way comparing that to the feelings that people have um you know, when they have a social worker enter their life for whatever reason. People with lived experience, experts by experience. And there will be some of you watching or listening who have been on both sides of the door and have that really unique perspective. But it's important to say that when I'm, anytime that I'm talking about any social work tasks, it's just so vital that we hold in mind the experience of the people that we are actually working with and trying to help and trying to support. So I'm going to be talking about five steps to planning on home visits and that's because I did a poll on here on Instagram I think last week or the week before about your biggest challenges when it comes to home visits and the majority was in and around planning for a home visit. So I'm going to go through five steps that are really helpful to think about. Some of these might be things you do already within your team but some of you might just need that reminder or that refresher and definitely when you have that overwhelm that comes up around a home visit I definitely found that I I found it hard to think logically in the order of things that I needed to consider before I was stepping out on a home visit. So maybe this is something that you can come back to as well if ever those feelings are coming up. So the first thing that is important to think about is your assessment, your assessment skills. Prior to going out on a home visit, even if there are unknowns, even if if it's somewhere that you haven't been before, How can you use your assessment skills before you've gone out? So what can you read? What information is available to you? In terms of your safety, is there information on the system? I hate the phrase, the system. Is there information available to you about previous risks that you need to be aware of? Things like whether there are pets or not, things like whether there are certain family members where there are different risks might be identified around that person's behavior because we don't want to label a person as a risk but it might be choices that they've made or behavior that they've showed so think about what you can do again often before maybe if you are on duty week and you have assessments coming in we might get a referral through and the information we get straight away might make us panic we think we have to rush out on a home visit even taking five minutes to sit and read through the information that you do have will help you start to build a little bit of an assessment before that home visit. And it's five minutes that you would probably just spend flapping about anyway, or I would when I was a new social worker. So you might as well just take that time to do a little bit of reading, even take some little notes, make sure that you've got certain pieces of information correct before you then go on that home visit. The second thing to think about when you are planning home visits is timing. And I can already hear the voices of, well, I never have enough time anyway. And I get that. But the thing with time is, not to get into the whole like philosophical thing of time is just a concept, but 
if you book in back-to-back home visits in if you're booking in however many visits within your day if that's not humanly possible it's not humanly possible even if you can fit it all into your calendar if you can't get from one place to the next within the time you're always going to be working late you might as well be realistic about your time about your journey to the visit your journey from the visit and onward so that you can make sure you're not turning up late because that hugely impacts well it impacts you because if you turn up late to somewhere you're bound to be flustered and even more anxious and nervous if you turn up late it shows a huge amount of disrespect to the person that you were going to visit even if it's something that wasn't even if it's circumstances out of your control impacted you being late but also then it impacts your relationship with that person it gets things off on the wrong foot if that person on the other side of the door is worried anxious scared about a social worker visiting and they are sitting watching the clock because you said you'd be there at a certain time then that whole run-up to you arriving is going to be filled with that anxiety and that's going to impact how effective and supportive your home visit can be in the first place. So when you think about all those things and how they can compound into the rest of your work, your assessment, your future working relationship with somebody, really think about whether it's just worth booking in the actual time that it takes you to travel from A to B. And I, again, I'm talking from experience because I would try and cram so many things in a day, it wouldn't give me any more time and it would often set me back in more ways than one. So think about your timing, again, as well, in terms of your safety or if it's somewhere that you've not been before, if you are arriving by public transport, you need to park your car somewhere, then giving yourself enough time to find somewhere is really helpful as well. Again, in terms of time, knowing... Being able to share with somebody where you are and where you're going to be at a certain time and when you are expected back is really helpful, again, in terms of your safety. So if you are unrealistic about your time or if you haven't got things booked in your calendar where they should be, whether you use an online calendar or not, if no one can get in touch with you, if no one hears from you, it's much harder then for your team to kind of retrace okay where did they say they were going to be at this time the calendar says they're going to be here but then they're not there so it's always worth just thinking about and I say that with the recognition that I know how stretched and limited your time is as well the third thing to think about in terms of planning which fits into what I just said in terms of giving yourself enough time is around access so um thinking about where you are going what entry is like if you are going to a house if you're going to a flat if you're going to a particular area just thinking about the geographical location thinking about like I said public transport where you're going to park how you can some flats that you go to you have to have a particular code even just like I said at the start of it taking the time to think about those things if it's a planned visit asking those questions will help you prior to getting there rather than you taking the time to travel somewhere and then there being an issue with access so you can't even get in to see somebody you can't even get into a particular building to knock on a door in the first place fourth thing to think about is your belongings what are you bringing with you and that might sound silly it probably isn't silly but sometimes we bring everything in one bag with us everywhere that we go and I certainly did this I've, I've been a social worker where I've driven and I've been a social worker where I use public transport and just think carefully about what you actually need with you on a home visit 
if you have a massive bag and it's full of stuff and then you are going around and seeing someone's house or you are sitting in different rooms and you're lugging a big bag with you, it can often add to that feeling of being flustered and I often found I didn't know whether to leave my bag, I didn't know whether to bring it with me sometimes, I would always bring it with me in case there was anything confidential or my own personal things in a bag but then that always, that can set off a, a different energy in a visit because people think, oh well maybe that social worker doesn't trust me to leave their bag in the house so I would always say bring as little as possible think about what you need in terms of taking notes and making observations think about the impact that that has obviously we we need to take notes sometimes we're on visits but think about the impact that that has be clear when you're taking notes about telling people what you're going to do why you're writing something down is it so you'll remember it because you've got a few visits to go and see today is it so you can make sure that spellings are correct is it so you can make sure that information is really clear small things like that will help and support you through a home visit and thinking about the items that you need with you really useful as well in terms of planning particularly if you are taking little games that you might want to play if you're taking direct work if you are taking forms, consent forms, information, leaflets, information about other services, all that constitutes planning and if you can do a little bit of that before you are heading out on a home visit it will always be helpful for you. And the final thing to think about when it comes to planning home visits is about your safety and your support. I actually did a much longer live with Nana from Social Worker and the Mentor all about home visits and your safety on home visits which is it's covered much more in that live and I've also got a podcast episode on it but if you feel so nervous about home visits so overwhelmed so anxious or if particular risks that you've read seem really high you don't have to go and do that visit by yourself you should have support to be able to Go with a co-worker, go with a supervisor, a manager, even another professional. I don't like the term professional all the time, but you know, anyone else who is working in and around a family could go on that visit with you. Often it might just be more reassuring. It might support you if there are lots of people in the property, in the house, and you want to be able to speak to different people at different times. Depending on the time of your visit, it might be safer for you to go to a certain area with somebody else. So just think about what support is there for you. And I know it's really difficult in the moment when everyone is busy to then think about asking somebody if they can go out on a visit with you. But actually, a lot of teams function and work in that way and do lots of joint visits. And even if your team doesn't do that right now, it doesn't mean that can't be a possibility in the future. And again, nothing is worth you compromising your safety. And remember to reflect on, again, if all those feelings are coming up for you, if you are, you know, so worried about a visit and so anxious about a visit before you go on it and as you are there, you are not going to be able to use your observation skills as effectively. You are not going to be able to focus on the information that you're receiving and that you're recording effectively because naturally your mind is going to be preoccupied with feelings of fear and of anxiety so when you think about the impact of that and if you think about the impact of that on children that you're visiting on families who are present it is always worth asking somebody if they can come with you on a visit and if that becomes a repeated problem then that's something that you can raise in your supervision as well 
I hope that's been helpful for you just in terms of an overview of things that you can think about or maybe a refresher before your home visits. If you feel like you want to be more confident on home visits, if you want to be able to enter your home visits feeling calm, if you want to be able to integrate theory to your practice, use research, really reflect on what you're doing, build your observation skills, build your recording skills, be able to really think about the home visit as stepping into somebody's world and viewing that systemically, then the home visit masterclass is for you. It is for new social workers, newly qualified social workers, but there are some students who have joined. If you're a student and you're interested in joining, please contact me before because it is designed for new social workers and so I just want to make sure that it is right for you and that you are going to get the most out of it. It is on Wednesday the 28th of June 8pm till 9pm. It's going to be packed with value, with information, with advice, with support that you will take with you for the rest of your career because it's some home visits something that we do day in day out even beyond our newly qualified year. And there is seven day access as well to the replay. My priority this summer is to offer the masterclasses, the resources that I produce at the most or in the most accessible way to you because it's really important to me that as many people can access them as possible. The tier one tickets, which were £10, sold out within 24 hours. There are still some tier two tickets, which are £15 left. And the tier three tickets are £20. If you're interested, then the link is in my bio. If you want some more information, then just send me a DM with Masterclass and I will get in touch with you and we can have a chat. And any questions, you can put them in the comments of this live. A lot of you as well talked to me about, in another question box that I did about challenges with home visits and so we're really going to go in on a deep dive into some of those challenges because you talked about what you do when there are pets that no one's told you about, what you do when there might be aggressive pets or, or dangerous animals, what you do when people are there who shouldn't be there, what you do when nobody answers the door, scenarios where you are challenged, where there is conflict where people are putting questions to you and you don't feel able to answer. Some of those typical things that come up or that I certainly found came up on home visits, are you old enough slash young enough to be a social worker depending on you know how you look? Do you have kids? What would you do if this was you? You know, so many things, not every home visit is the same, but there are so many things that come up a lot of the time for new social workers. And so we are also gonna have a chance to go on a real deep dive in terms of scripts and support that we can use in those situations. Someone's just asked if it would be suitable family support workers. The best thing to do is probably just send me a DM and then we can see where you're at because a lot of the things that I do, do cross over. But I would just want to make sure that it was right for you before you joined. Thank you so much for watching or listening if you are getting this on the podcast. I hope that you can go and have a nice relaxing evening. Hope your laptops are closed and you're not doing any more additional work. Please know that if there's anything you want me to cover in terms of podcasts, blogs, lives on here, all you have to do is send me a message and I will do it in, in the next few weeks for you. Um, so yeah, take care everyone.